the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It's 4 o'clock. Paula is in the house. That means this is the day, day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as most of you know by now, we're here every weekday at 4 o'clock to take your questions and phone calls about anything going on in your life, questions about the Bible, questions about what we believe or why we believe it. But one day a week, we reserve for Paula to be here this date day edition program and this is a program especially for you ladies now we get calls from men as well so whatever is on your heart and mind paula is here to answer your question she looks really smart today so she might be able to like answer anything (coughs) no no No. (laughs) let me give you phone numbers and then we'll get on with the program 210-340-9585 that's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, uh, or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way for you to call us is use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. That's all? Just thanks? Well, you just said welcome to the show, so I said thank you. It's good to be here. Okay, so what's on your heart? Well, a couple of conversations that I had yesterday, so this is going to involve you quite a bit, Pastor Ross, so let me just lay hands on you, pray for you, <laughs> so you'll get the Holy Spirit wisdom. Oh, but anyway, um, yesterday, two different conversations talking about the empty nest. Um, met a lady. She has one, in co- one child in college and one is getting ready to graduate. And so um, now what do we do, you know? Because sometimes or too often our lives really do revolve around our children. And see, these are just strangers that you mean. This was a total stranger. Yeah, I never met her before. Um, beautiful, beautiful lady. Um, but now what do we do? You know, our children are going to be gone, and their lives have been really focused all on their children. And so now we've got this man and his wife in a home with no noise going on, no having to jump in the car to go to soccer or volleyball or tennis or baseball or football or track or... Wait, are you talking about our life or this other person's this life? This other person's <laughs> life. And, and so now, you know, we're just going to be either at home together or, or work. And so, you know, I don't even know exactly how... I got to this, except that I said, well, um, I have to go pretty soon because today's date day, you know, um, 
No, this was yesterday. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, my husband has the radio program, and I always try to listen. And so I gave her a card that if she ever wanted to talk, and I said, oh, yeah, and by the way, tomorrow, if you want to call in, maybe you can call in, and here's the number and stuff like that. So, but to start nurturing the relationship with you and your husband, and then last night, the same thing. A lady that I've never met before, she's from um, Atlanta. She and her husband are just dropping off their last child to a college here in Texas, and then they're going to drive back, and this is what she said. You know, our whole lives have been about our children and what they say, whoever they is or are, um, say that, you know, you need to take this trip coming home as a honeymoon to rekindle your relationship with your husband. And what I said to the first lady was, you know, start working on that relationship now. Remember why you fell in love in the first place. Remember who he was to you. You know, he was just the dreamboat. Well, he can still be the dreamboat, so start working on that. But two, in one day, two total strangers, same conversation. So I thought we could probably talk about, and I told them both, we love the emptiness. <laughs> this is an important topic because it's... Um we're at that time of year where kids are going off to college and parents are finally going to f- suddenly find themselves alone with each other and they don't really know each other that well. So we'll talk about that. But, Paul, let's take a phone call first and then okay. we'll get back to this because I don't want to rush that conversation. Let's go to San Antonio, Texas, an anonymous caller on line one. Thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hello? <clears throat> yes. You're on uh, the air. I, hello. I am very grateful. Are you taking my call? I'm making the call for my sister. Oh, baby. I told her Paula was on today and that this would be a good day for her to call. She's in another state, and uh, she can't call. So she asked me to do it. Um, She's not a new believer, but she's come to the Lord for real over the last eight years. We've never been close. We're a year apart, and uh, we're in our 50s now, and we've never been close until she came to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing thing. She, you know, we're, we're, uh, we've, all, we've all made mistakes. And she's married to a man she's been married to over 25 years. He has some serious issues. And um, up until today, I thought it was just selfishness and alcoholism. At one point in their relationship, he used to beat on her, and uh, they moved away. So it was we weren't close at the time, so there wasn't a whole lot she would let us do to help her. But today, after all of this, she walks into their garage before she's getting ready to go to work, and he's doing coke. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to tell her to do. Yes, you yeah. do. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, I'm and so sorry. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I'm so sorry for oh, your yeah. pain. She's but, got to go. But, but yeah, let me just say before Paula, before Paula talks, she, she needs to get out. She needs to get out now. Um, he has a history of being abusive. That doesn't go away. Yeah. Now if it's going to be fueled by... he's not abusive by, now, though. He, yeah, he did but, say, but, and, and, but it could be again. Yeah, he could be, and he will be again, especially if his uh, if he's fueled by a drug addiction. Uh, she okay. is in a situation where there there the, the law is being broken. Uh, she and any family members who anybody else who happens to be there are being put in danger, and this is a situation that has become absolutely untenable. And she needs to leave. I know it's easier for me to say that than it is for her to do that, mm-hmm. but this is a situation that's been brewing for years and years and years. And it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Paula, why don't you? Yeah. Anonymous, um, even after we finish talking here, you could go online. We were not going to talk about this, I didn't think, until the second half. But this past Monday at our church, we have what's called Sweet Summer Devotions. And the lady mm-hmm. who spoke, spoke on this exact um, subject. And it's it has, it was. It has been, or it is, the saddest sweet summer devotion of all time here. 
It wasn't um, Vicki Miller? Yes. Yes, it was. I saw her. I, I think she okay. saw her, too. Yeah, it was the saddest one so far because she just kept staying and staying and staying, and he never got better. And now that your sister has um, discovered that this other thing is going on, um, he could he was hiding that before. This is not going to get better. It's 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 going to escalate. So, um, you, if you had been here after Vicky's. Uh, testimony what I said to all of those ladies is Vicki felt so threatened and she wasn't getting good counsel because she wasn't asking us she wasn't coming here at the time um, about what to do because we would have told her get out now not only are you in danger but you're endangering her your children and you heard that somewhat in her testimony but anyway after the testimony we have a question and answer time and then I kind of talk and then we have a prayer time well what I said to all of those ladies there is Vicki should have left much yeah. earlier um, and that for those in the audience here you're not in that situation because you can come to anybody at our church now and if you're in that situation we're going to help you and so she, um, she feels like she needs to stay. I, I think she feels like she needs to stay because she's the only one that will talk to him about Jesus. And so he throws that in her yeah. face. He doesn't like for her spending her time at church or going tithing or, you know, I mean, she and, you know, since she started back to church, she's like the financial officer or whatever. And it's a tiny, tiny church. Uh, financial mm-hmm. officer. She's now the security. She went and got a CHO so she could... She had friends at Sutherland, and it's yeah. just so hard. Her hands are tied, and he calls yeah. herself her, righteous. But, and- yeah, but but her hands are not tied, uh, and this is really important. The, the The enemy is the one who's telling her she can't leave. God doesn't need her to win her husband to Jesus. Yeah. God doesn't need her to do that, and she can't do anything if she's dead. She can't do anything if, once he gets thrown in jail for breaking the law, this is an out-of-control thing. And the, and the, the fact is that, that she's come to Christ in the last eight years and been committed to him, and that she's involved in serving her church. She represents a light that's going to inflame that darkness even more. I'll go even further. I'm a real practical person, Anonymous. She needs to protect herself financially. She needs to go. Mm-hmm. She needs to make sure the credit cards are cut up or 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 or, or stop uh, put a stop on them. She needs to make sure that 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 he doesn't have access to um, um, any more money than he absolutely needs to get by on because he's going to use it and spend it all on drugs or other things. Um, this is this is yeah. This is a situation. Where uh, if she thinks for a moment that God needs her to win that man to Christ, um, she doesn't understand the bigness of God, and and she needs right now to protect herself. Sometimes, and I told her, sometimes you have to step away so they hit the floor and they have nowhere else to turn but to God. I think that exactly maybe right. he has, you know, he's just seen a whole lot of ugly represented by people who have said they were believers. And it's just so, but I know that the devil's super busy in everybody's life right now. And I I just don't want to give her bad counsel because today I was no. telling her, you've got to leave. This can't be, you're no. like the frog in water. All of a sudden yeah. it's boiling and you're dead because yeah. you've had to go along with everything he's put in your lap. And you have a right to stand up and say enough is enough. So yeah, I just need have- her... You're, using. You're, you're right. Th- things have gotten worse, not better, and they're going to get worse. Um, right. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Well, there's a lot of Christians who are hypocrites, and that's just an excuse to keep sinning. And uh, she needs she needs to remove herself from it. And then this is the most important part I'm going to give you. She needs to get so close to Jesus that his grace is truly sufficient. Right. Yeah, we men, we manipulate. We we use whatever we can. We know how to push buttons, and whatever we can to push those buttons, we're going to do whatever we can to make that situation remain constant. She needs to go. She needs to go now. And if she doesn't, she is going to regret it for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. 
She, uh, if if you if you have a prayer list, she will need it. She's on it now. Can I have just the first name? Laura. Laura. Okay. I I will be praying for Laura. Please keep us posted, anonymous. And she loves you guys. Uh, we we both really get a lot out of uh, your your program, and it's just so refreshing to be able to hear questions. And and yesterday there was an issue. I have something going on in my life, and I felt like I'd messed up so bad. And I came to the Lord, and I asked, I was praying, and I pulled up your archives and went to April tenth, and. Uh, there was just so many things, including your testimony, Pastor Ron, that I was able to send to uh, somebody. And um, I'm hoping that I'm asking you to pray for that, too, that the person that I sent it to it will touch their heart and they will turn their lives around. Because it just seems like everywhere, it's just, you know, but, but it doesn't have to be in our streets. And that's what we keep for good. Thank you. A, Thank you both. You're welcome. Thank, there's a huge price to pay for saying no to Jesus, and it's just not going to get better. Thank you very, very much, Anonymous, and we will be praying for Laura and for this other situation as well. Um, you know, Paula, people don't believe us, and I understand all of the emotional entanglements, but but way too often women who have been abused or women whose husbands are putting them in illegal situations or in some cases women whose husbands are using the women's wife submit to me card to, to involve them in sexually immoral things um, well the Bible says I can't leave they have to leave in those things at some point we have to take a stand with Jesus and for Jesus yeah. and uh, then we're leaving the person in the best hands of all we're leaving uh, the, the victimizer we're leaving, leaving him and in some cases is her yeah. uh, in Jesus' hand. They got to deal with with him, yeah. and there's no pl- better place to be. Yeah. I, I loved how you um, explained uh, abuse yesterday, um, and in this case, that's this is abuse, yeah. and so it's it's really time to go. But you know, there's so many so many ladies, women, who just will stay and stay and stay, thinking, well, you know, I have to fix it. We can't fix it. We don't have that kind of power. And all we're doing is enabling um, that abuser. And, you know, that they're bullies most of the time. Um, but if you leave a bully in a room by himself, he's got to deal with Jesus. Yeah. And, and for clarity's sake, let me say this. Um, yesterday's question was about verbal abuse that we had. Um, uh, th- this is not just somebody being a jerk. Mm-hmm. This is somebody with a history of physical abuse. Uh, somebody who is violating the law and putting his family in danger there. So this isn't just a guy who's a jerk. Yeah. That's that's not what we're talking about here. And there are times when you've got to get away. Now, in cases like this, I, I, I almost never, the guy hasn't been physically abusive for some time. Um, I would never say run to a lawyer and get a get a divorce. That's not the point. But run to safety. Get some distance between you and him. Um, because I, I tell you, the the, the floor is going to fall, and, and yeah. he needs to get to the place where he's absolutely desperate. Mm-hmm. And while you might look at him and think how, how desperate he is now, how could he get any lower? You know, Paula, in your uh, journals that you used to write when when you were praying for me, yeah. uh, in in many a common theme was, Lord, how much lower does he have to go? I can't see that he, that he get, get, get any lower without dying. Yeah. Um, and yet the Lord would answer, he'd say, lower still. Yeah. I, I wasn't at, at the place where my heart was, was desperate enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, God didn't, he used you, but he didn't need you. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to remember that salvation is his. Yeah. He loves you, that man more than more than anybody else in this world does, and he will use Laura's faithfulness and her light uh, to win her husband if he is willing to do so. Just as he used your light and your willingness to endure with me to win me. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful to the Lord that my life was not nearly as bad as this. Yeah, yeah, and if there's children involved. Um, you know, you say you both watched um, Vicky's testimony, but she has four children, and you haven't seen the devastation that it has caused in their lives. And um, 
she's grateful to God that she's got relationship back with her children somewhat, um, but it didn't have to be the way it is. So please, um, yeah, get out. That's why Vicky's testimony was so valuable, I think. It was valuable, but it was the saddest, the hardest yeah. one, and I wasn't even sure I was going to talk about it today. I had a yeah. question mark down here. We usually talk about all the sweet summer devotions, but this one bummed me out so badly. I, I, if, if, if Laura's sister hadn't brought it up, I don't think I would have. So yeah. praise the Lord. You know. Well, it's 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 just really one of those things. It's this is the real world that we live in, and uh, Jesus has the answers for those things as well. Thank you for calling anonymous. I appreciate it very very much. <sighs> Take a deep breath. Back on yeah. tar- track. And what was I talking about? Emptiness, or something? Yes. <sighs> okay. It's okay. You know, when I first met you, um, that day when you came to my house, I saw your eyes. And not that they were just blue, and that was weird to me because I was looking for tall, dark, and handsome, and you were short, cute, and white. But um, (laughs) your eyes were um, kind eyes. And I don't know if that was just the Lord letting me see it because, you know, you went to being a jerk, too. but you have kind eyes, and that's what kind of struck me at the beginning. And then, um, say something. It's okay. Say something while I get this thing out of my throat. <laughs> I don't think it's just going to go out of your throat. You know, we all have to learn to deal with difficulty. Um, and the only way to do that, of course, is to turn to the one who understands, the only one who understands. Um, Pain is all around us. We need to get to that place where we accept the fact that without Jesus there is nothing but pain. Um, And what we do in in response to that pain, lay it at the feet of the Lord and trust Him in those really, really difficult situations. Can you finish your thought? About your kind eyes. Or wherever you were going with it. <laughs> and then, um, you know, okay, you, you might have to tell the story, but the R-balls are athletic. <laughs> um, I liked that you were athletic. Um, I, I like being athletic as well. And, um, I used to love being able to come watch you play baseball, you know. So I always thought, you know, this guy, he's pretty all right. He's kind of cute with those soft blue eyes and he's athletic so he's going to be some fun he's going to be and we're both kind of uh, competitive so uh, remember when you told me hey if you're going to spend any time with me this is in the jerk days <laughs> if you're going to spend any time with me you're going to have to learn how to play golf well I did <laughs> oh yeah and so um, then we would just be competitive and you know I, I'm boasting but I've had a couple of holes in one and <laughs> How many have you had? <laughs> Go ahead. None. Zero. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so we, we just kind of had a lot of fun, and we, we found things. Um, you know, we we kind of like movies, but not, you know, we, we can't go to movies where they take the Lord's name in vain, so we have to be really selective anymore. Um, but we just try to find things to do. We always talk about Jesus. Um, when we go places, even like, all the time and today we're always looking for opportunities to share Jesus and in a way it's almost a competition too (laughs) (laughs) truthfully I'm pretty boring so I'm fine doing nothing as long as I'm with you and Jesus everything is okay because he's always got something to set before us opportunities like the ones and we'll talk about this on the other side of the break now the empty nest questions but um, Jesus will always put people in our path and I think one of the things that we we Christians do so often, we forget that our purpose here is to win others to Christ. Um, we're looking for stuff to do, things to occupy our time. Um, I don't think husbands and wives talk to one another. Uh, I'm not a huge talker. I don't say a lot. I mean, I, that's how I make a living, but, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I don't say a lot. Um, but it's okay. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay as long as you're together, you're, you're with the Lord. 
Um, we don't have to any longer come up with a list of things to do to fill our day. Mm-hmm. People always ask, well, it's state day. What are you going to do? Um, nothing. Sleep in, hang get out. something to eat, yeah. walk around a little bit, just hang out. Just hang out. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think that's what um, gives a relationship a solid foundation, actually enjoying being with one another without the busyness. Mm-hmm. And I think too many of us, we, we think without busyness, yeah. without work, yeah. uh, we don't have anything really to talk about. I yeah, think and then we're putting pressure on each other. Cause I used to think, you know, before I, I matured, <laughs> that I had to have some conversation going. Something was wrong if, you know, we weren't filling the time with conversation. So I would just try to say something or ask some kind of dumb question just to get you to talk and stuff. Yeah, well, it's different now, so I'm glad I grew up. I'm glad I grew up somewhat. You you tell me, what are you thinking right now? Yeah. And I would say nothing. Nothing. Come on, what are you talking? we got to talk about this. Well, if there's nothing you want to talk about, I'm thinking about nothing. Men can really think about nothing and we do it effectively. I learned that. <laughs> we got 30 minutes left. We're going to go on to the empty nest conversation yeah. and the questions on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life, the date day program. Area code 210 340 9585 or 877 630 KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the date day edition of the program, 340-9585 for your calls and questions. Uh, Paula, back to the empty nest idea and the two conversations you had yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we prepare for that? Well, I want to go back a little bit because my first encounter lady, when I told her, I said, you know, here's a card. Maybe you want to call in. It's day day. She looked at me, you know, because I'm 65. But she looked at me like, day day? <laughs> Are you a newlywed? I'm like, no. No, we met March 20th, 1970. We've been married September 16th, 1972. And she was like, really? And you still have date day? And I was like, Yeah. And another thing is, my husband is the pastor of our church, and most of his staff have now had, you know, they have date day as well. And our church is just, well, you should come visit, is what I told her. <laughs> I, um, yeah. So, yeah, she said, how long have you been married? And so I, I was telling her, and um, she just was kind of shaking her head like, Wow. But with Jesus, that's possible. Yeah, and, and God knows what he's doing. He had us do that. You know, um, what, what maybe people in the audience don't know is that before I got saved, I worked 100-hour weeks routinely. Um, um, it, it was it was what consumed me, being successful. And, and I was, but I, I, be, I grew more and more miserable in the process. But at the same time, uh, when we got here, you still had this fear in the back of your your mind that, that well, now you're just going to be married to a workaholic who's doing God's work, but it's going to be the same. And God knew that, and, and he, he told me a long time ago, uh, I mean, before people were coming to our church, really, make sure there's a day just for her. Make sure that she knows how special and precious she is. And uh, so that's what we did. Thursday just worked out for us. Um, a lot of pastors take Monday off. I'm so tired on Monday, I can't take it off. I gotta, I'm got i going to work while i got things in my mind. Mm-hmm. But Thursday has been our day. And over the years, um, literally, there have been hundreds of married couples that have followed our example, you know, a date day or date evening or, or, or something. Uh, we used to didn't do anything. We'd play golf or we'd go eat. But, but we, it's just, just us. wouldn't let anybody enter. Now, ministry evolves. We evolve. And now we're doing the radio show now. That changed. Yeah, yeah. But even when we had the opportunity to do this radio show, I thought, well, the only way I'm going to do it, uh, Paula, I'm not going to take that day from you unless you're doing it with me. And that's how the date day edition of the program began. But, but you see, when we keep so busy, um, when we focus on anything other than Jesus, those are the things that consume us. 
and and in the process, people that are married um, are driven further and farther and farther away from one another. Uh, intimacy suffers, prayer suffers, Bible study, Bible reading in the home suffers. Uh, and the truth is, you just stop being best friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Apostle uh, Peter says that we. Uh, with along with our wives are joint heirs of the grace of life together. And I don't think we understand the significance of that because what that means is that there's no individual grace. If you're married and you're not together in Christ and serving the Lord together, you're outside of the grace that lives every day. You're trying to find a success or, or a key. You're trying to find fulfillment and it's never going to be there because God has created husbands and wives to be one, not two. Mm-hmm. And when people are growing apart, that's the very definition of what one becoming two means. It's not a divorce, mm-hmm. but it's many times just as catastrophic as a divorce in the long run. Yeah, people can live in the same home, you know, uh, and still be so individual um, that, yeah, there's no real communication. They may stay in the same house, you know, and kiss kiss a little bit in the morning or kiss a little bit at night, but they don't talk to each other. There's no real intimacy. And I'm not talking, but I'm just no real intimacy. Um, and it, it just goes away. And so with Jesus, you know, and you say this all the time, Jesus is in the house with you. Jesus to us, that picture that you look at every morning and pray with you holding me and me holding you. Well, it's Jesus holding us together. We even talked about that um, on vacation. You know, this is Jesus's marriage, and for any Christian who is married, your marriage really is Jesus's. And who are you to mess with it? And so, in order to stay close, you stay close to Jesus, and He'll keep you close to one another. Um, I was laughing because um, back in the day when you had the answering machines. You know, and I think you could get up to 10 messages. When you first announced to the church, and you had to do it weekly for a long time, (laughs) that Thursday's date day, unless there's an emergency, please don't call. Well, we would be out, get some breakfast, go play golf, and come home. We'd have 10 messages. The thing would be filled up, and on every single one of them, this is how it started. I know it's date day, but... (laughs) (laughs) And our decision was, we'll call you Friday. <laughs> yeah. But it was really cute. But I think that was a test, too. You know, um, is date day really something that God has established? And if so, are we going to be faithful to it? Because we could let ministry, like you're saying, we could go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We could have counseling every hour of every day. Because um, some people work, you know. In the wee hours of the morning, if we stayed up 24-7, we could, we could probably do counseling 24-7. But the Lord said, no, no, no. I want you to protect your rest time, your family time. And you had to establish that. And um, our church is doing well because for weeks, I think weeks of months, <laughs> you had to say, date day is Thursday, only an emergency. And then you had to say this. I establish the emergency. Yeah, I get to choose what's an emergency. <laughs> I, you know, the people know I love them now, mm-hmm. and, and so it's it's a different situation. Yeah. But but one of the, the things I want to make clear here is that this isn't just one day where we hang out. Uh, our whole life is together. Yes, it is. And um, uh, Jesus is there every day. So uh, it doesn't mean that we can't do the things that we want. It doesn't mean that we don't have different interests or different things. But honestly, Paul, if you look at our schedule, um, you're at church on Monday night yep. because it's the, the, the women's Bible study or sweet summer devotions, depending on the time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday night, half of the time, you're here for, for a worship team rehearsal. Well, part of the time. Part of the are. time, yeah. Wednesday night, we have Bible study that I teach. Yeah. Thursday's date day, we're together. Friday, I have Bible study here at night that we Back teach. Back up just one second, okay. because on Thursday night, when it's choir and orchestra, yeah. then I'm there again yeah. after yeah. the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but Friday night, uh, we have Bible study. I'm here and yeah. doing the Bible study, and we got a church full of people. Uh, Saturday, we, uh, we, we have a morning prayer mm-hmm. uh, here at the church. We have... 
um, pastor's discipleship class every other week. Yep. Uh, you're here for all of those things, of course. Um, Saturday is the time people get married, and there are things to do. We could we could do these social things every night, but but Saturday we're always invited to things, and and we can't always do them. I've got three services to do on Sunday. Sunday's a, a day that until we get home and crash, yeah, um, uh, it's devoted to doing God's work. So we're we're we 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 take time in the morning. We take time at the gym together. Yep. Then we kind of go our separate ways during the week. My point is that a husband and wife work. Working on a marriage, and when I say working, I don't mean it's like hard work, but but a husband and wife work on a marriage means including one another mm-hmm. in everything that you do in life. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think it's it's a tragedy that just too many Christians don't understand that. Something else I want to talk about, Paula, relative to to what leads to sort of the emptiness problems that people have is. Um, Husbands and wives, you cannot make your children the center of your lives. Yeah. It's just that simple. Your spouse is first, and unless your children see that and they experience it, then you're not preparing them to be married when the time comes. Yeah. You know, we grew up in a time where children were seen and not heard. Well, now it's just the opposite. Children completely dominate <laughs> And we get them involved in so many extracurricular activities, I have no idea why anybody ever thinks that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. There has to be choices made and priorities. And and especially when it's kids' athletics, um, our grandkids, two of them played soccer every Sunday. Well, where are you going to church? Are you going to church? Well, no, because we have soccer tournaments and soccer this and soccer that. That's great. But but you don't do that on, on the day that belongs to the Lord. You don't you don't do that without teaching your children that life as it evolves has things that take priority over God, and um, you know why we do it. We want to be good parents, but we're we're, we're really teaching our kids all of the wrong lessons. And you know what, husbands and wives, you need to be affectionate at home. You need your kids need to get embarrassed. Oh, you're, they're kissing again, that kind of thing, and and they need to do that because they need to see what a healthy relationship is like. You're training them up in the way that they're going to go, hopefully, and we just don't do that. And our kids um, learn to dominate, manipulate. They also know the buttons to push. They need to know they're not in charge. Mm-hmm. And when you do those things, and Paula, this is what you meant when you said we love the empty nest. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody likes to see their kids go. I'll never forget the day we drove our firstborn to, to Las Cruces, New Mexico. He was on a tennis scholarship to play tennis at New Mexico State. And uh, drove him to the school, walked around with him for a little while, then tried to put him in his dorm and leave. And you were, oh, this is going to be a breeze. I got this. I got this. And you just absolutely fell apart. I was a mess, wasn't I? Oof. Why did that boy not get in the car and come back with us? I said, Paula, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, we leaving him at college. I forgot. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was, I was a mess, but it's wonderful. But then what did we find out? We found out that, you know, Jesus is still in the home. And if Jesus is still in the home, it's a fun place. And you know what he does? This is the neat thing. You've done a good job raising your kids. You've taught them to stand on their own. They're they're, they're probably going to make some mistakes, and they're going to need you. But you've taught them to stand on their own. You know what Jesus says? Now I can use you to help some of my kids. Mm -hmm. And he'll give you a whole new direction of ministry, a whole new field of ministry. Uh, if if all we do is focus on our work, focus on the things that, that interest us, our hobbies, or God forbid, and I here I go again, we spend so much time on our cell phones that we don't even talk to one another. Um, that's not the way God planned it. I know. It's so cute. Um, I think a backhanded compliment... Uh, we got one time, or maybe I got one time, from a daughter-in-law and, and grandkids was, you know, uh, Grandma, what's your favorite color? And one of the grandkids said, whatever Grandpa says. I said, he says, I look good in gold and yellow. Gold and yellow is my favorite color. And they just, at that, when they first said that, it was kind of like, whatever, you know, kind of thing. But now it's like, 
grandma's favorite color is grandpa's favorite color. And they are seeing that that's a good thing. You know, in fact, just a, a dumb thing, my, my fingernails, you know, you pick my colors, and this is what I always say. I figure if he likes it, I'm good. Because who am I really trying to impress? Other people or the one that I love the most? How would you respond to the people who say, well, she doesn't have any individuality. She's just doing whatever he says. <laughs> they don't live in our house. <laughs> I would say you just don't know. No, we are too. We are very unique. We are so different. It's not even funny. And a lot of those invitations that you're talking about on the weekends. Well, we know we have to protect your time because you're going to stand up for three services on Sunday. But I'm not. And so I uh, I answer and go to a lot of those parties. And I'm a nut. I, I don't know what's wrong with me, but. Some of the things that I can say and do, you would never say and do. But I can go and have fun, unlike you. And um, so we're, we're... I'm fun. Yeah, you're fun, but no. you're not going to get out and do some of the line dances. Actually, actually, that's a lie. I'm no fun you're at all. Fun. <laughs> you're fun. You're just fun in a unique way. In a boring kind of way. Oh, so, yes, but so... We are unique. I can I can go and do things, and I can eat any kind of food, and you just are a pancake snob. Um, but I can go anywhere. So I, I'm 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 unique in my own way. I have my own, except when it comes to my my dress, Pastor Ron, you are the style king of our house, and so I need to take your counsel uh, maybe a little bit more. But yeah, no, we're we're very different. Um, and I think the differences are a compliment uh, in that they not a not anything else. We compliment one another. You are the more serious one, you know, outwardly. I'm serious inside, but I'm also what am I? What am I? <laughs> Go ahead, tell the world. Funny. I'm funny. <laughs> I'm 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 funny. I, no, it's a gift. Sometimes I'm walking around in our house. Cracking you up. Cracking myself up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, we're, we're very unique, and we, we each have our own opinions. Um, but you know what I really want is what, what Jesus wants. So if there, is, if there is a decision that has to be made and um, we have differing opinions, uh, the fact that Jesus is in control of our home, and I am the one who has said, you know what, Jesus, I love you, and you've called me to submit to my husband as unto the Lord. So you two need to work that out, and I'm just going to do whatever you two decide. You had a phone call just a few minutes ago, and so I, I took a lap around the, the church sanctuary while you talked to that person, and what I told Pastor Ken out there is, he's like, what you, looked at me like, what you doing? I said, I'm taking a lap, because Pastor Ron's talking to somebody, and then they're going to decide what's going to happen, and then I'll just do what he says. Is that not having a, an opinion? Nope. That's just being in line with what God says. I didn't care either way, yes or no. And so, whatever. But I know if I'm involved in it, that the Lord wants my input just like Thursday date day. I mean, why am I on this radio program? <laughs> See, when I told you you're on the radio program, you wanted to punch me, didn't you? I did. I was like, "What? No, I could sit in the room with you, but I don't. Don't ask me a question. That's a, that's the first first show. If if somebody calls and they're only talking to you, Pastor Ron, I'm good. And what's the first thing you did? So, Paula, what's the Lord doing in your life? <laughs> Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions. Let's take a phone call on line one from Jimmy from San Antonio. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you, Jimmy. Okay, um, uh, I'm going to ask you. Uh, uh, my, my wife is having this cough for about uh, two weeks, and, and uh, I've been praying over her. That's how I pray over her. Her name's Martha. Are you there? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm listening, Jimmy. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just concerned over her. I believe God's going to heal her. And she says it's an allergy. I'm just trying to... 
Yeah, there's been a lot of dust in the earth. Paul has been struggling with that as well, Jimmy. So Martha, I will pray. We'll be praying for Martha. You know, we we've been having some problems like in the past and everything. We've been married 33 years, and I asked her. Uh, I've been like, you know, I, I just, and finally I just asked God what was going on with us, and, uh, and uh, just, just be patient, patient under control. Everything's just be okay, and everything. I mean, about we went out this past Saturday for a graduation, on a work graduation, and we were together and it was so happy. See that? Yeah, Jimmy, we're, I'm listening. Jimmy, you, you, romancer and and things. God, God will move on her heart and yours, and um, we got a really bad connection, Jimmy. Yeah, you're, it's you're cutting really in and out, that. but. But, um, um, by the way, it was good to see you last Friday night. Haven't seen you in a long time, and it was good to see you. We'll be praying for Martha, and um, just that God would continue to have his way in your heart and in hers. Just remember, Jimmy, as the man in the house, it's your responsibility to to sweep her off her feet every day. Whatever she needs, it's your responsibility to be Jesus' ambassador in your home. Jimmy, thank you for calling. Let's go to line two to Seguin, Texas now, and speak with Yolanda. Yolanda, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi, Paula. Hi, Yolanda. Uh, Hi. I had to call after the comments that you guys just made about... um, you know, his his favorite color is my favorite color and um, and mm-hmm. submitting and just all that. And I, I am so thrilled that you said that. I dealt with a lot of criticism um, for having that mentality. Um, for, I mean, just everywhere, everything from the way I weigh my hair, you know. And I'm like, but he likes it. And what mm-hmm. they don't understand is you like it because he likes it. It, it, yep. it gives me so much pleasure to be able to present myself or, you know, in any in, in, in area of life in a way that my husband appreciates. And yeah. I don't know, I, I don't understand why people have such a hard time grasping that, you know. Um, but I just wanted to call and say that I really love that you said that. And I'm hoping that more people begin to understand if you uh, if you have that mentality, and even with the whole submitting thing, I, I dealt with that a lot with my mom saying, oh, why don't you just do it? I'm like, because my husband said no. It's that simple. He <laughs> said no. <laughs> you know, and if so many people don't get it. They don't get it. And I personally feel like God blesses us when we walk that way. And I have seen it so much in my own marriage, the, the difference it has been, the more I uh, gave myself over to, to living that way, the, the, the more blessed I saw our marriage has become. So I just wanted to yep. say that. Thank you. And I love listening to you guys every day <laughs> on my way home from work. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you very, Thanks, very much. Yolanda. You know, Paula, what people don't understand is that, that, that people, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to Unbelievers, for sure, but but even Christians who aren't walking with Jesus closely, um, what they don't understand is um, that, that that Jesus wrote these things for our benefit. He didn't try to stifle our unique expression. He didn't try to 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 make us all look like little cookie cutter images of one another. Uh, and and Yolanda, the people that don't understand that don't have Jesus. Or they don't have godly husbands. And it is never an issue. Believe me, in all these years of counseling, I've never had a counseling session where somebody came in and said, you know, my husband's so godly, but I just have a hard time submitting to him. There's no difficulty at all submitting to a man who's following Jesus Mm -hmm. because that man is not oppressive. He's not aggressive. He's not one of those do what I tell you to do. Uh, You know, the godly husband never has to say, woman, submit to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The godly husband just says, Jesus, let you and I sweep her off her feet today. And um, I think what Paula didn't say is that uh, I do the same thing. You know, when I try on clothing, um, uh, I'll put on a shirt, for example, trying it on. And when I try a shirt on, I'll walk out of the, the, the dressing room and I know instantly if that's the shirt because the look in her eyes. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not like, well, I'm buying this, but I'm going to tell you what to do. Uh, I'll put a shirt, and she'll go, ooh, and I just know that's the shirt. So she does exactly the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at you because your new haircut. Well, it happened that the barber that you had, you know, he really made a mess of it a while back. And so we come here, and uh, one of the ladies, Dawn, had to fix it. And as she cut it down, it was like that shirt. I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> it was it was so it was so messed up that the only way she could she could fix it was take it all off. Mm-hmm. And my hair grows really fast. So I thought, "Well, it'll grow back in a minute." Yeah. Um, but but Paula liked it. Yeah. And um, in the process, um, people say, "Well, you're going to grow it back the way it was." Um, not until Paula tells me it's okay because she likes it this way. And you know what? I want to look good for her, yeah. and she wants to look good for me. That's really what the definition of marriage should be. So I I don't understand why people have such a hard time with it either, but they do. Yeah. Even I mean the where we eat, how we dress. I mean everything. It's it's what do you want to do? Well, I don't care. What do you want to do? Sometimes that can be an issue, but we've kind of established some places that we really like, and then you know on those uh, like on vacation, Paula, I want to take you where you want to go. Don't worry about me. I'm going to, I'll find something. Because I like fish, and you don't really care for a fish that much. So that was sweet. You always do that. So, yeah, we just kind of go out of our way. You, you, what you say is, in a marriage, we should be tripping over one another to serve one another. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not tired of you yet, Pastor Ron. <laughs> We've been married, what, 48 years? We've 46. been together 48. Married 46, been together 48. Man. And you look better than you did when I, when I first met you. I'm not taking you to the eye doctor either. <laughs> God bless Thanks you. for tuning in to the Date Day edition <laughs> of the program. You've been listening to Ron Arbaugh and Paula, beautiful Paula. Mm. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.